Welcome back to Off Tackle Empire's podcast. Uh, we've got we've been about a month since uh, you heard from us, and we have some news to cover. This is Steve Braun. Dun 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 dun. dun. You can't do that. You can't do that. Talking, of course, about cheating. Cheating as cheaters and the cheats they have always been. Oh, this is Andrew Krzyzewski, by the way. And, of course, we're talking about the news that came out today in connection with the ongoing college basketball corruption probe in which uh, uh, some football teams got brought up. Nobody we'd know, nobody you'd be concerned about, just uh, Northwestern, Penn State, and Michigan. The cheatingest ass cheaters that we've ever known. Of course, we knew it the whole damn time. Cheaters! And, of course, among which... Uh, also among which is noted enemy of the state in Notre Dame, uh, as well as Alabama. And, of course, uh, no, prolific cheaters North Carolina, and then for some reason Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, like, <laughs> well, what did you get out of that, Pitt? The Paul Christ era, actually, at Pitt. The <laughs> well, whole part of Paul Christ era, yeah, basically. Yeah, part of, like, his whole time there, and then, like, probably... Because it was like it was four seasons, so the entire Paul Christ era and the entire ten years of, like, the previous five head coaches. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, not, you know, details are continuing to come out. By the time we get this podcast up, there will probably be more information than we have right now. But for our purposes, again, you, the, the only context you need to know here is that because we are liberated by the First Amendment to do so, we are now going to proceed as though each and every program named today, which for our purposes, we really only care about Michigan, Penn State, Northwestern, absolutely guilty, and every win from 2010 to 2014 should immediately be vacated. You know, to be safe, we'll probably go ahead and vacate every win for an additional decade in each direction from that span. So, d- did you know that Michigan has not won a single football game since the year 2000? How long has it been since they beat Ohio State? Ooh, well, that's the thing, because the only win they've got actually right in that period was in this period. We're going to go, believe me. We're going to run State through. had some wins that took a vacation, came back. And, and now they're now they're going on permanent leave again. So, um, oh, you know. Obviously, this whole thing is tongue-in-cheek, because if you think there's any chance whatsoever that Michigan or Penn State or Notre Dame or Alabama is going to get in trouble for this, I, I, I don't know what reality you've been living in. Welcome to the college athletics world that Sorry, we live Pitt in. and Northwestern. You're going to, yeah, somebody's going to have to take a Because North Carolina ain't taking the fall for anything. They've already <laughs> proven that. Somebody's going to have to die on the cross for Alabama's sins. It's post-Easter week, man. We're, we're going cross-content now. This is a cultural podcast. So we talk about Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald about to be crucified for Nick Saban's sins. Yep. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald will redeem the college football world of its sins, and three days later will rise again to lose to Illinois at the end of the year to go 5-7. and seven. When we say um, three days later, we're probably talking about a three-year show-cause penalty, but it's an allegory. You know, biblical time is not necessarily literal time. True. It's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like games that run on a time system where you never really know what the conversion is between actual time and game time. It's like cricket. It's yeah. like cricket. So, yeah, we're, we're just going to run through that period for each of these schools now and point and get you know, call your attention back to some of the more glorious program moments, um, which are no longer going to count, which in our mind, um, you've already got those losses on the book. So... We'll start with Penn State. Uh, first, let's point out the time period that's involved here. It involves the last couple of years of the Paterno era, which of course implies, what does that imply? 
Well, that implies that somebody knew about some things. Joba knew. Um, somebody knew about some things. Um, uh, what things they are, you can, you know, it's clearly up to your interpretation of it, but there are multiple things that people knew and didn't report now. So that's that's another wrinkle to that. So you've got the uh, the tie-breaking win, of course, the 10-7 to 7 over Illinois. Yeah, there was that. There's a win in 2011 over Ohio State that they're going to lose track of. Um, a four-overtime game in 2013 over kind of the tail decaying end of the Brady Hoke era Michigan. And, of course, the 13-10 win over Temple in 2014. Significant because we know that's the high watermark of Penn State's program achievement against Temple, and given what happened Temple, the next yes. year. Yes, so that's a win that they're going to miss dearly. All of Rob Bolden's accomplishments down the drain for for just just so that you could get Aaron Maben for one more year. It's a damn shame. For shame. It's a damn shame. That it's like it's like Maddie McMoxie never even played there. Is that what they call it? Matt like Mc, Mc, Matt Mc, McMoxie. The Irish guy who wasn't actually any good who they turned into a god. Um you know who I mean. So Yeah, and, that, and that's about it for Penn State. Actually not a whole lot I mean, because of it, that covers part of a period when they had you know, really half scholarships. That also wasn't really that you know, dominant a time period for them anyway. No, that's yeah, it's kind of. Uh, of course, you also have, you also have that revenge for, uh, for the entire coaching staff of Illinois hanging around. <laughs> game thirty-five to seven. Oh, Illinois is going to come up in this period. Believe it or not, these three teams, uh, like most teams Illinois played, rack up some wins against Illinois in that period. <laughs> you don't say. Well, the funniest thing is that Northwestern is implicated, and this is a, spirit, a period of five years where they went. Two and three against Illinois. Talk about bad return on investment. My goodness, I thought that I, I, I would think that you'd be doing a little better, uh, you know, as far as as far as business acumen goes. If you're going to invest in Northwestern, you're going to have to see a plan for return on investment that does a little bit better than uh, losing to Tim Beckman. Yeah. Well, you know. So what did Northwestern get for their for their the corruption uh you've got a five-point win over central michigan in in 2010 and that was when central michigan still had some of the leftovers of uh of the brian kelly butch jones era so that's not nothing that wasn't um lefevre was it no no he was gone the year before but and so was antonio brown uh so that's that's a win that northwestern paid for uh big win over illinois 50 to 14 2012 that's going to come off the books unfortunately Michigan is really the one we got to talk about here, though, because this is the very this is the tail end of the Rich Rod era and the beginning of the Hoke era, which actually include was better than most people thought it would be, I think. But it also includes the end of the Hoke era, so uh, it's it's the entire Hoke era and the last year of Rich Rod. So in the last year of Rich Rod, you've got a forty two thirty seven win over UMass, which Michigan fans are not going to be able to look. A six and five FCS UMass, by the way. Yes, yes. This is before UMass made the jump. And got kicked out of the MAC, um, so that win is going to be taken out of the the cherished photo album of Michigan fans' football memories. You've got that, you've got that immortal come from behind victory against the Akron Zips in 2013. That last minute drive by Devin Gardner. Yeah, that probably unfortunately highlighted his career. That poor guy. <laughs> but, um, and of course, you've got a number of really stupid wins against Northwestern, which, by the way. We're also worth pointing out that Northwestern does lose their their win at number nine Nebraska in their first year of Big Ten play. Yeah, cost back it. in 2011. 
costly. But Michigan loses... And a couple of wins against Rice. Lest we forget, Michigan loses their 67-65, three-overtime, highest score in Big House history. Thriller against Northwestern. And they also Illinois. And, and again, they also lose in 2011... Or, no, I'm sorry. And, and they also lose their only win over Ohio State this century. Um, as well as a certain 2013 classic, a 27-19 three-overtime win over Northwestern, which was only a precursor, but a stellar prelude, uh, an augury, if you will, of the glory that would follow, the the pinnacle of games that we're going to lose to the NCAA, wiping these three schools out of existence for these five years. That's no moon. That is no moon. There'll be no moon at all. (laughs) The space station. The moon game was contested between two teams that, that were paying be, players. That are going to get the death penalty, <laughs> rightly so. And, and <laughs> A game that ended up being, at, well, the final score was 10-9, I think. Imagine what would have happened in that game if they hadn't been paying players. It would have been worse than v Like it, it would have been the worst <laughs> game ever played. Oh, Michigan also has a three-point win over UConn that they're going to lose. I feel like it, there are several wins over UConn and that Rice the, that would be lost. Wasn't that the era that UConn was still kind of not terrible though? Like that didn't they go to a Fiesta Bowl sometime in that? No, that UConn was three and nine under Paul Pasqualoni. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind then. It, most UConn is that. I mean, UConn. I think some. There was that one year. One when of UConn those wasn't teams. Yeah, one of those teams beat the Big East champion UConn Huskies that went. And got blasted in the Fiesta Bowl because the BCS right. was weird. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, so anyway, uh, if it's not absolutely clear, as we said before, there there is zero chance that Michigan or Penn State see any adverse consequences from this whatsoever. Uh, now, Northwestern, uh, you you might be catching you might be catching a little bit of a paddling. Um, details remain to be unearthed. You know, this is gonna this is gonna go on, but uh, I mean, you yeah. made your. You made your case to the NCAA pretty forcefully by busting that union. That's the stuff that the NCAA loves to see. They know that you're company men. They'll keep that in mind. If if all else, it, there, it's you're close to the end of that. You're close to the front of the line of people who might have to take a bullet to send a message. But Pitt is at the very front of that line. Pitt is it. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on then. From I mean, that's basically all. Dun 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 dun. We weren't exactly planning on actually having a whole lot of college football-oriented content, but this story kind of dropped today. But we'll get back then to sort of our business as planned, which is a little bit of an NFL draft preview. We're not going to go team by team. Um, We're not partaking in NFL draft culture. I just can't. I can't do it. It What if we did the 2005 draft but randomized the order? What if we did the 1983 draft, but in the order that the team selected in 1992? You know what? If if NFL draft land spent just a little bit more time actually going back, and not, not like 10 or 12 years ago, like, oh, let's do a redraft based on what we know now. No. Let's talk about your terrible draft predictions from last year, Kuiper and McShay and whoever else. But how many of these picks did you get right? Should we be paying any attention to you whatsoever? Well, and, and more importantly, it's a question. What you got to ask yourself is: This would be interesting to see. Is where did I go wrong? That's one of the things I, I respect about Nate Silver is that yeah. when his predictions 
end up failing, he posts a, well, this is why this happened. This is the, the you know, this is what I put too much stock in. This is why my prediction was wrong. So, you know, you never see any kind of accountability from any of these, uh, any of these helmet-haired pundits that get on there. And to quote, oh God, who was it? Was that one of the Ursays? Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper anyway? <laughs> I, I believe that sounds like an Ursay thing to say. Although you don't sound quite as quaaluted up as you should. That was that was a long time ago, though. So maybe the ravages of time right, hadn't taken their toll. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's all we're gonna do here is kind of run through some of the highlights. I mean, I mean, if you've been paying any attention at all, the first Big Ten guy off the board is gonna be Nick Bosa, almost certainly. He's probably going to be gone the first three or four picks, even though he only, what did he play, three or four games last year before he had that injury? Yeah. And then kind of, it sounded like, he, he sat out as mostly a precaution, did end up getting surgery, but he's a complete defensive end, um, technically extremely proficient. He's going to be one of the first, certainly not going out of the top five. And then Dwayne Haskins, fellow Buckeye, is all but guaranteed to finally break a, a now 25-year-long drought of Big Ten quarterbacks being selected in the first round. Kerry Collins was 1994, was he not? Or am I remembering that wrong? Maybe it was a bit later. No, no, he was definitely 94. Yeah. Or 94 or 95. I think it was 94. Either way, 24 or 25 years, whichever. Zero Big Ten quarterbacks taken in the first round since then. Give me a second. No, I, I swear, I just saw this the other day. Like, it keeps coming up. They keep mentioning it. This is, this is a stat that has not gone anywhere. Okay. Just making sure that Brian Greasy, third round, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> By the way, worth worth mentioning this, uh, Notre Dame's 2012 and 2013 wins were already vacated. Yeah, yeah, well they self-reported something. I don't, I don't remember what, but yeah. So now they're going to be, they, and they vacated Which, a win way. against Rutgers. And they vacated a win against Michigan State that otherwise went undefeated. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm retroactively claiming the 2013 national championship now that you bring that up for Michigan State. So suck it. Only Ohio State's won a title in this century other than Michigan State in the conference now. Boom! There you have it. So Man, anyway. I learned something great today. I, today I learned. Other first-round guys you might see go for the Big Ten. Uh, everyone <laughs> seems to think Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush are both going to go for Michigan. News did just come out, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, that Gary is going to need shoulder surgery. Uh, and that he scored a 9 on his Wonderlick. But that doesn't generally stop people from drafting no, those positions. Did, did, wasn't it, was it Morris Claiborne who scored like a 4? Four. Four. Yeah. 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 Don't they give you 5 points for filling out your name? Isn't it one of those tests? <laughs> like, Yeah, and he got drafted, what was he, 4th or 5th to the Cowboys when he went? That was a few years uh, ago. I did a now, fantasy but... football draft a few years ago where we chose our draft order by taking the Wonderlick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, let's just say people were people were surprised. Some people were surprised with their results. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any idea what the wonder like actually encompasses. I don't think it's like a general intelligence test, is it? It's it is like basically a, just a, a standardized test. Oh, all right. Well, in any case, yeah, Bush and Gary are both projected in the first round. Although the place that they go, it's kind of all over the place. It's kind of going to depend on who's available. Sort of, although like I've seen Gary generally being projected in the top ten, which it it to, to me is all is as good an example as any you'll see. You know, it's it's the Monte Nicholson two rounds ahead of Desmond King thing, where it's like, what the actual fuck? Like I get that he's big and he's fast, but he's got to know how to play football, doesn't he? Doesn't he have to be good at doing the football thing? Like 
Gary, well, it's like, it's like look the at thing his production at take, Michigan. Uh, like the thing where they where they like to knock Iowa Iowa uh, offensive linemen for having slightly shorter arms than you would prefer at the position. Granted, <laughs> yeah, and I, like okay, so Riley Reef was definitely a disaster because that's also because he went to the Lions. So like let's let's you know yeah that's playing on an expert mode chicken chicken and egg thing here. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then other than that, you know, you've, you've got, you know, and like everybody got desperately Gower wanted to make, and... yeah, everybody desperately wanted to make Josh <laughs> Allen a thing because you look at him and you measure him and you see an NFL look quarterback. Look how big now, his hands are. You see him throw a football, and, and he's not within the, twenty yards the of the guy he's throwing it good, to. But yeah, no, I mean, you see him throw at stationary targets with a football, and he's yeah. not hitting him. You know, but you take what you can measure because. You can't coach those measurables, right? Yeah, yeah. People play too much Madden. Just because you no, can't increase know. somebody's speed on Madden <laughs> doesn't mean that you have to be Al Davis and draft the player with 99 speed. <laughs> yeah, and, and we also... Shit, why did I give him that? Uh, we also know, statistically, and I think it was... I forget if it was Bill C. or Stephen Godfrey who did a look. One of the guys on the main SBN page took a look at this and said, basically, statistically, you cannot coach accuracy either. Like, a guy's efficiency ratings in college pretty well represent their ceiling in the pros. So when you get a guy in Josh Allen who completes 55% of his passes, that's the best he's ever going to be in the NFL, and he's most likely going to be worse than that. So You see guys improve their accuracy, but usually it's just within the framework of what they can do, like like installing a new offense that takes, you know, that that's catered to how they throw, like captain check down Alex Smith or or in re, or installing a new offense that forces them to pay attention, like late game Brett Favre, <laughs> where it's like yeah. suddenly he shot up to sixty five percent accuracy because oh I have to pay attention now, right, right. So, it... but as far as yeah, I mean, and you're talking about completing fifty five percent of your passes in the Mountain West. We're relitigating last year's draft, but I just still can't. It's just still the <laughs> ultimate. Example, it's just yet another one of these things where where somebody desperately wanted a quarterback that looks like the guy to be the guy. Yeah, I don't get, and maybe we'll see another counterexample of that this year because it sounds almost universal that Kyler Murray is going to be number one. And, you know, putting him with Cliff Kingsbury and, like, no other NFL talent on that roster could be interesting in a couple of years. Uh, but, you know, before we get too far off the train of thought I actually had here, the only other guys I'm seeing consistently projected in the first round from the Big Ten are Hawkinson and Fant, two tight ends from Iowa. Um, what was Iowa's record last year? Eight, 63 to nothing. <laughs> Six and three sounds like what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> no, it's and the last projections I saw had them both going in the top twelve. Had Hawkinson going to the Bill. I've seen Hawkinson going to the Bills a lot. I think at like nine, and then Fant going to the Packers at twelve. So I mean, with two players at the same position going in the top twelve of the draft, I will mention I literally can't remember Iowa's record, but I have to look it up now. It Grant, yes, it definitely was, but I have to know exactly. Well, they went to a bowl game. It couldn't have ended up eight and four. Well, the, the, their regular season record. I can't remember if they won their bowl game or not. I can't remember what bowl game they played in. I can't remember who's their coach again. What year is it? Well, Iowa. This is what happens when we talk about Iowa football. You end up. It's it's like staring into the abyss of madness. Yeah, you get kind of confused. It's like you get confused because it all kind of runs together. Like right now, I'm thinking that they had that frozen 
pinstripe bowl or whatever. Not pinstripe that was, bowl. No, that was earlier. But, yeah, but, but no, I know it was, that it wasn't. Yeah. But when I think of Iowa's last bowl game, that's the one that I think of. Even though, like, who did they play? Did they? They played Boston College. That they were in that game, but that was. I know, but I mean, last. who did they play this past year? Probably Tennessee. They probably lost. I don't know. Did does Tennessee play football? Did they have a football team. I, well, they, 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 they who can say? I think they were bad last year. I don't know who did. Who can I mean, say? God, I mean, I, was it Mississippi State? Did they play Mississippi State? They were in like they were in the Outback Bowl again. That's like that's canon. They're always in the Outback Bowl. Remember when they played like Oklahoma in another one of those mid-level bowls, and it was like what what what, what even is going on here? No, like, no. Iowa bowl games don't make a whole lot. Of, oh, I have no recollection of that at all. Yeah, that happened because that was a Landry Jones year, and and the thing that. The only thing I remember about that game was that the uh, the, yeah, the, put, the cable yeah, okay. camera, the the sky cam, fell onto the field. Oh my god! And I damn near that. hit somebody. Mississippi State, yeah, they played. This is the game where the leading rusher had seven yards. Oh my god! This was that. Game. How could? I, okay, no wonder I forgot about that. I was hungover as hell because it was New Year's Day. That's why I don't remember that game because I didn't because I didn't want to look at anything. I didn't want to look at light that day, so I didn't want to look at the TV and look at any lights. Yeah, I wanted no part. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They had two NFL tight ends who were gonna go in the top twelve. Oh, that was. I think that was where. Yeah, that was where me and that woman at the bar almost got into a fight over a pool game, and then realized that we were on common ground, and then trolled everybody by pretending that we were going to get into a big fight. Yeah. It was a really weird night. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, as far as other other uh, guys that are going to the draft, I mean Dwayne Haskins. Uh, There's a we I already mean, mentioned. Yeah, there are obviously plenty of other guys that are going to go. I think the He's easier the thing, the what, what I'd like to do is I want your projection on which teams are getting shut out of this draft, who are not sending anybody in the first seven rounds. In the seven rounds, I'd I'd be very surprised if Illinois. Got anybody drafted? Actually, the person I think on Illinois has the most chance to be drafted is Chase McLaughlin, the kicker. He's got NFL range. Um, I There's see, always a couple guys who get drafted every year. I, I couldn't see tell a you the number of, of undrafted free agents, but well, I don't sure, think every we team had, gets those. That's yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think we had anybody drafted last year. Those Zook era days of, or those post Zook days of, hey, we produced like three first rounders on this four and eight team or over. <laughs> Right, right. Um, these four and eight teams are consistent with their talent, at least. Um, true. Looking elsewhere, I mean, Rutgers is obviously a team you look at. You know, it, yeah. Does does Tariq Cole get drafted? He's a guy that everyone talks about occasionally, and I'm like, that's possible. I'm I mean, in the I third. Think he consecutive... missed most of the season last year, right? Did he? I, I thought he played. I don't know. See, that's the thing is, like, I'm in like a third consecutive year of thinking about him being like him. So I. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah, like, remember, they didn't like, really. He was they didn't be really good at some point, but like, I've all, I've only heard about him being good and not actually seen it. Yeah, and they didn't have a whole lot of seniors other than that. I mean, um, there was Gio Rossigno, there was Jerome Washington, a tight end. I guess you could see he feels like a guy who like the Patriots take in the sixth round, and he'll be like a Pro Bowl fullback slash tight end or something, but. You know, other than that, no. Who on Rutgers' team is getting drafted? I, I don't see anybody. Kind of the same thing for Indiana. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, they may end up... I'm sh- I haven't looked at their receiver depth chart or anything. That's usually where they send guys from. Um, Simi Cobbs is not going. 
I thought he was, actually. I thought he declared. I don't know if he, I still... I guess he's got the body for it, sure. You can see Simi Cobbs going. Uh, Minnesota, there's... I mean, Blake Wait, Cassidy. Simi Cobbs went to the draft last year. We that's what suck. I was. That's what I was trying to remember. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess I gone? suck. Well, no, I went along with it, so... But, yeah, it... I don't think Westbrook is going, and he was the only other guy who really stuck out in my mind. Most of the other receivers were young. Um, you know, quarterbacks are turning, their running backs are all back. Their offensive line hasn't been as good as it was the last couple of years, and they sure aren't sending anybody off that defense, although it was better than I thought it would be. I don't think I could name a single player in Indiana's defense right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see Indiana sending anybody. Um <sighs> Who's Northwestern going to send? Thorson will get drafted. Yeah. That's well, I mean, if, like fifth or sixth or seventh round, but Thorson will get drafted. That's true. Chandler Lee got drafted uh, very early. Right. Yeah. Think, like, keep that in mind. You know, yeah. so it, it, yeah, four year starter and mobile enough, even after the knee injury, uh, the tail end of. All right. Well, who's Minnesota going to send? Uh, you can convince me Blake Cashman might, uh, but that's another team that. Really had like virtually no seniors, right? Yeah, because so many guys got you? so many guys got a firm handshake and a get the fuck out of here from Fleck within the last couple of years. So yeah, they redshirted um, a bunch of players in 2017. Played them last year. Tyler Johnson's going back. I'm pretty sure. So Minnesota might not. They might is, not this is year. Is Nebraska sending anyone? Um, feels like they kind of had a young team. They had they had a couple of offensive linemen who were seniors. Gerald Foster might get drafted. Uh, defensively, blech, probably not. Probably not. Were the Davis brothers both going to go? Or are they come? I think they're both coming back. I think they were both sophomores. Those two defensive end linebackery guys. Um, hmm. Yeah, Nebraska's a maybe. I mean, I guess the other way we could do it is just Talk about teams that definitely will Oh, make. Stanley Morgan. Oh, yeah, for sure. I forgot he was a senior. Yeah, he'll get drafted. As did I. And uh, let's see. Who's Maryland have? Uh, that Byron Cohort will oh, get drafted. Um, uh, Trey Watson. Yeah, Cohort and Watson are both NFL body type guys. They'll probably both get drafted. I They'll asked Trey Watson some... on Reddit. He did an <laughs> AMA. Yeah. I basically yeah. asked him pretty much straight up, you know, let's be honest here. Do you, you know, I, I fully support you. I'm really glad that you basically won the game against Michigan State yourself. But you have any idea why uh, why a certain walk-on Jimmy Marchese, noted deer thief, uh, started taking all your snaps? And he said, you know, I appreciate it. And honestly, I really can't figure it out. I mean, I you know. <laughs> It really it doesn't make it doesn't make sense, right? I mean, because it's not like it was a younger guy. No, it's just was it? Weren't in the same class where Marchese was even a year older? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I was vastly better than him at playing football, and I also hadn't committed any crimes. Yeah, and I wanted to. I wanted to ask him, what was it like being being there on the sideline at Rutgers, watching this guy get punked by Gio Rossino over and over and over again? uh, Good for him. Right, but so, yeah, as far as Maryland goes, a couple guys on the defensive side, and with, even though their offense kind of underperformed because of yet another quarterback apocalypse last year, those offensive linemen, they had four seniors, a couple of whom were former five-stars like Derwin Gray, Isaiah Prince. Oh, Somebody's going right. to look at those guys. 
and be like, yeah, let's. That's a body that we can do something with. So when's, they'll, when's they'll probably. The, when's the next? Uh, when's the next surefire NFL receiver that Maryland's going to squander? Um, they got a Jacobs could be. They got a rich history of doing that. Yeah, Jacobs could be one of those guys. I'm sure we're going to hear about the recruiting class next year because uh, that's pretty much what Mike Loxley does. <laughs> Hell yeah, really. I don't been. think. I mean. Jarvis Davenport, is he still going to be on the roster? He's shown flashes. I don't think that guy's on the roster. Ty Johnson was a senior, too, wasn't he? I think oh, yeah. Even yeah though he was they, a guy that did a whole hell of a lot more damage against uh, against Ohio State than, than did Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, their usage with their running backs last year was so weird. But for a guy like him, I wonder if that might have been better because it kept his carries low, kept his his you know kept the tread on his tires, so to speak. Yeah, he didn't take a lot of hits because he didn't. Carry the ball that often. Yeah, so I'm sure Maryland will have a couple guys. Um, Penn State, Miles Sanders will get drafted, he declared. For sure. Um, they've got, I mean, they've got four, they've got blue chip talent all across the board. Yeah. Um, I'd have to think. I'd be surprised if McSorley got drafted. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, I mean, there's like teams wanting him to try out as like wide receiver and safety and stuff. I'm like, what? Are, nah, like, I mean, you want that guy to tackle? Like, I get that he has he's used to absorbing contact, but like, he's like what? a JT Barrett type, where it's like he's good for a college offense, but it's just you know his athleticism that's enough to help him make the plays because he's confident in reading the defense and stuff yeah. is not going to be enough to do the same in the pros. I guess not. I mean, are you? Re- well, let's be honest. Do do teams generally have a high enough hit rate with like sixth and seventh rounders that he's not worth a flyer? Like, well, Tom gonna... Brady was drafted in the sixth round, and, and, he, and right, he looked well. like a twelve-year-old boy at his uh, pro day. And, 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 so that means that every single sixth rounder is going to turn out to be Tom Brady, right? Um, so I I don't know if McSorley gets drafted or not. Sanders probably does. Um, Oruwarie probably does too. I think they they have one other defensive back who's graduated this year. Who I Marcus Allen? Was, I thought it was last year. No, him and him and Ekpe both went last year. I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting another one. I, I hope the sound of the dog licking my foot is not eligible on this podcast. If so, that's what that sound is. And well, if it's not eligible, then R two sure. is going to have to vacate all of his wins. Did I say, did I say legible? You said eligible. Eligible. Audible. Audible. That's the word. It's been a long day. So, um, with that, I mean, football, the problem is that football, we're just trying to feed our football holes because after the draft, there's just no football for, and the draft isn't even football. No. It's just the only football adjacent thing. Football related thing, yeah. Yeah, and so like after that, and basically until Labor Day, like we might have to go outside. Uh, well, you definitely have to go outside in a couple weeks for that for that thing. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, no, there's a long dark. There's it's just like trawling in the deep recesses of the internet for recruiting camp news. Like, oh, what's this three star look like? Is the is the cat is the staff gonna offer him? Are they gonna give him that sweet offer? Is he gonna say? Are we dropping the fucking bag or not? Are we going to get that sweet recruit sugar? And it goes into some really weird places. So, you know, and then, I mean, and you just got months and months of speculation on, like, reading the tea leaves from Spring Ball, which, you know, Spring Ball went so well for us that our uh, 247 insider posted an article, Should Illinois Pursue a Graduate Transfer Quarterback? 
today? Yes. <laughs> the answer's been yes to that question for almost a decade now. Um, Tommy Stevens. Well, is since... Hey, you could probably do worse. I mean, he's he looks the part. I don't think we're um, targeting him. And also, I'm a little bit worried about what happens if we uh, go to Penn State campus and they're like, hey, heard you're uh, looking to get away from it all. Why don't you come to Illinois? <laughs> this has never happened before. Uh, yeah, not, never been assigned. Or, <laughs> yeah, never been in assigned fact, they're going to vacate some of your wins. <laughs> well, yeah. 